Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate, or you can go to buymeacupofcoffee slash CraigU. All of these links are also in my show notes. And for people who donate, I have various levels of benefits. For $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and from John to Justin, and on social media. For $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by with your name at the start. Also, I'll state it's sponsored by you on social media. For $20, everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you and promotion of something you're working on. And for $50, everything from the $5, $10, and $20, plus you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. And on that note, I want to say thank you to Chris and Grumpy Old Jeep Guy, both of whom sponsored this episode. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to my username, Bairdo37. And you can find weekly videos on Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash CanadianHistoryX. If you want to find transcripts of every episode I've ever done, you can go to my website, CanadaEHX.com. And there's over 700 posts on Canada's history there. I'd like to add that I'm coming off of a sore throat, so if my voice sounds a bit different or there's anything kind of annoying about it, that's why. So hopefully it's not too bad. For two, almost three generations, Canada has not had the death penalty. While Canada had the death penalty for its first century, the last 50 years have been mostly free of capital punishment. The history of the death penalty in Canada goes back to long before Canada existed to the days of New France. But this episode isn't about the history of capital punishment in Canada, but more when Canada decided to get rid of it and move away from sentencing people to death. As can be expected, it was a highly contentious issue. So let's go back a little bit. Prior to 1858, there were about 250 offenses that would result in the death penalty, including stealing turnips and even hiding in a forest in a disguise. It was also something that a lot of people liked to watch. On August 10, 1816, Elijah Dexter was led to the scaffold to be hanged for the murder of his neighbor. The event was described as such, quote, A great crowd was on hand and they gave a great cheer when Dexter appeared, for many had waited hours for this show, end quote. After Confederation, the amount of offenses that would bring on the death penalty was reduced to only three, murder, sexual assault, and treason. For the first few years of Canada's existence, public execution still happened. The second last person to be publicly executed was Thomas Whelan, who had shot and killed politician Thomas McGee. He was executed in front of 5,000 people on February 11, 1869. The last person to be publicly executed was Nicholas Milady, who had killed his father and stepmother. It should be noted that the mass hanging of eight indigenous leaders near Battleford was sort of a public hanging. There are a number of first-hand accounts that exist about the hanging, with most of the accounts coming from settlers in the area who saw it. Several sources also indicate that children from the Battleford Residential School were brought to witness the hangings as well. 
The indigenous were put to death over the Frog Lake Massacre and the looting of Battleford. The trial wasn't an overly fair trial, but the settlers wanted retribution for the 1885 Northwest Resistance, and the hanging would occur on November 27, 1885. It would take until the 1910s for the issue of the abolishment of the death penalty to be brought up on the federal level in Canada. Robert Bickerdyke was a member of Parliament and he would speak up in 1914 and again in 1916 by introducing a bill to replace the death penalty with a life sentence. He would state the death penalty was an insult to Christianity and religion. He would add, quote, There is nothing more degrading to society at large than the death penalty. End quote. His bill would go nowhere and the death penalty would remain. In 1950, Ross Thatcher, another member of Parliament, moved a bill to amend the criminal code to abolish the death penalty. Thatcher gave several reasons for the abolishment of the death penalty, including the finality of the punishment, and that he felt it was unchristian. He would also add it was brutal, stating that between 1917 and 1937, the average time of death after the trap was sprung in a hanging was 14.7 minutes. He would say, quote, There are no ifs, ands, or buts to the Sixth Commandment, Thou shalt not kill. Yet Canada moved an amendment to that commandment and said in effect that it is all right for the state to kill, although the individual must not take life. End quote. The bill would not pass second reading, but Thatcher stated he would introduce a bill every year until the law was changed. In an odd twist of fate, Thatcher would go on to become the Premier of Saskatchewan, and his son Colin, who would become an MLA in Saskatchewan, would be convicted of murdering his ex-wife in 1984. If the death penalty had not been abolished in Canada, Colin Thatcher likely would have been put to death. In June of 1950, the Solicitor General stated that it would be remiss of the government to abolish the capital punishment, and Solicitor General Lapointe would say, quote, The type of murderer hanged is usually a vicious, cold-blooded killer. End quote. In 1956, the Joint Committee of the House and Senate recommended the retention of the death penalty for murder. In 1961, murder was reclassified as capital and non-capital murder, what we would call first and second degree murder today. This legislation kept the death penalty for first degree murder, but not for second degree. The road to abolition of the death penalty in Canada would begin in 1963, when Lester B. Pearson and the Liberals came to power after defeating John Diefenbaker and the Progressive Conservatives. Diefenbaker, who had a long history in law, was against the death penalty, and executions would slow during his time as Prime Minister. He would say, quote, Since I have been Prime Minister, no man has been hanged when there has been a recommendation for mercy. End quote. Since coming to power in 1957, his cabinet commuted 48 of 60 death sentences. Today, Mr. Diefenbaker still thinks about Turpin and Lucas. It was an agonizing decision. I know what it means to sign a death warrant. As Prime Minister, it worried me. I went over all of the cases that came up carefully. My own experience as a counsel at the bar, extensively appearing at all times in the various courts in our country. I've concluded and have done so on the basis of experience, and that innocent men can be executed and have been executed. Can you give us one example of one man well, who I, was? Well, I think of one in my own province of Saskatchewan who went to the gallows. I defended him, and I had, I've had more than 15 or 16 defenses. 
He was as innocent as you or me. How do you know that? Simply because of the fact that the star witness for the Crown, six months after the execution, admitted that he had himself committed the offense and had put it on my client. The last two people to be executed in Canada would be Ronald Turpin and Arthur Lucas, who were convicted of separate crimes and both were hanged on December 11, 1962. While public executions had been gone for nearly a century by that point, that didn't stop motorists from stopping their cars outside the Don Jail as the execution approached, hoping to see it happen. A crowd of 500 people had gathered outside the prison, with many protesting capital punishment. It took 15 police officers to control the crowd, and four people were arrested. Do you represent any organization? No, we represent just individuals. Now, where, do you come, where do you come from? I'm from Toronto myself. Well, what do you hope to accomplish by this demonstration? Well, we hope for the eventual abolition of capital punishment. Do you think you're going to get very far with what you've got, 15 picketers here tonight? Uh, well, this this may not represent uh, punishment. Do you think you're going to what we intend to do exactly, but it's a token. At least we're doing something. I hope to make people aware of the fact that men are dying merely for vengeance when it isn't going to accomplish any good at all. Do you represent any organization? We represent individuals. We only represent ourselves. No. How did you come together? Well, we met. We asked our friends to come and everything else like that. And we asked our business acquaintances and things like that. You've got about 15 uh, demonstrators here. What do you hope to accomplish? Well, we hope if we work with other groups working to, towards the abolition of capital punishment that we will eventually abolish it. When the two men were told they would likely be the last people ever to hang in Canada, Turpin responded with, quote, some consolation, end quote. In 1963, a de facto abolition of the death penalty began. From 1963 to 1966, many death penalty cases were being commuted, and it would be in 1966 that the first real discussion of the abolishment of the death penalty began in Canada. During a debate in the House of Commons over abolition, John Diefenbaker would say on April 1st, 1966, quote, The argument is that hanging is a deterrent, but history does not support that argument. Will anybody say that it was because of a weakness that these horrible punishments were changed? The reason was that juries began to seek reasons to acquit, End quote. Good evening. Parliament will be resuming on Monday next. And it's my purpose this evening to discuss with you some of those things that were dealt with during the days of the session up to date and also some of the plans for the future. The most important, of course, was the debate on the abolition of capital punishment. Each member voted according to his conscience and that was the proper course to adopt under the circumstances. Personally, I held strong feelings on this matter some of you will not agree, but those views that I expressed were based upon my experience at the bar over many years and also having occupied the position of prime minister, I knew something of the situation when reprieve applications came before the cabinet. Indeed, abolition has become uh, the, the rule in recent years. There's been a great change. In the United Kingdom in 1965, decision was made to abolish capital punishment for a period of five years. And you and I know that the British have at all times regarded the administration of justice 
as a primary consideration in the maintenance of democracy. The motion to abolish the death penalty was put forward, but this was eventually defeated by a vote of 143 to 112. Prime Minister Lester B. Pearson, John Diefenbaker, and NDP leader Tommy Douglas all voted for abolishing the death penalty. Diefenbaker was only one of 19 progressive conservatives to vote for the abolishment of the death penalty, while 75 opposed it. Francophone members of Parliament also voted in favour of keeping capital punishment. Solicitor General Pennell, who supported the abolishment of the death penalty, was seen to be crying with his head buried in his hands as he saw that the motion was going to be defeated. When asked about the decision, all he would say was, quote, I'm crushed, end quote. Ralph Cohen, a Liberal MP who was in favour of the death penalty, would state, quote, The retentionists and I are more interested in the victims of murders than the murderers themselves, end quote. At the time, 15 men were on death row in Canada. Should capital punishment be abolished? Uh, no, I don't think so completely. In the case of a prison guard, I believe they should keep it. Yes, I think it should be, because we shouldn't stoop to the level of the criminal by taking his life. Oui, certainement. Pourquoi? Quelqu'un qui tue est aussi criminel que le criminel. Well, because, well, if, uh, if a person takes a life, I think that uh, their life should be taken in, in return. Yes, I would certainly do. Why do you feel that way? Because I think that uh, society has played a part in putting these people in the position that they're in, and that we shouldn't cover up our own blunders by hanging them. They shouldn't hang people at all. No, I do not. Why? Well, I don't think that there is any evidence that uh, the death penalty is doing, uh, is acting as a deterrent in any way. No, I don't think it should be. Why not? Well, he says anyone walking around with machine guns, they should be and hung for it. Yes, I think it should be abolished. Why? Well, I think it's sort of medieval. I think it's kind of primitive. I think where there's life, there's hope. Well, I've just finished painting this tulip tree, and my opinion about rapists is that I'd allow them to hang them on, the t on a tulip tree, even. I think not. For the reason that I think it should be kept for uh, protection of policemen, prison guards. For that reason, I don't think it should be abolished. It should be abolished, because uh, you, you usually make, make quite a lot of mistakes this way. And if a person's hung for, for nothing at all, or if he's innocent, it's terrible. Yes, I am. Why? Because I don't think it's the uh, man is supposed to judge man. I think it's up to God to do that. No. Why not? Well, I believe in the old rule that uh, one who takes a life should give a life. I am in favor of the death penalty, yes. Why? Why? Because what about the guards and the policemen? What chance do they stand against these thugs? On the whole, yes, I would say it should be abolished, but certain circumstances, no. Definitely. Why do you feel that hanging should be abolished? Well, the main reason is always the chance they're going to hang an innocent man. And I'd rather see a hundred men not get hung than one innocent man get hung. Should be kept. Why do you feel that way? Well, because uh, eye for an eye. If a man is going to take somebody else's life, I think he should be done away with the same as he done away with the other person. On November 30, 1967, Bill C-168 passed and created a five-year moratorium on the death penalty for everything except the murder of police officers or correction officers. 
That moratorium expired in 1973, but on January 26, 1973, the Solicitor General of Canada continued the partial ban on capital punishment with the goal of the official abolishment of capital punishment. The ban on capital punishment was not supported by the Canadian Police Association, and many Canadians were not in favour. Merle Cameron, president of the Canadian Police Association, would state, quote, The polls indicate a very strong majority of Canadians want capital punishment kept, and we hope politicians will consider very carefully, and we hope politicians will consider very carefully before going against the wishes of their constituents, end quote. Many critics to the abolishment of the death penalty wanted a referendum on the matter, but Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau would state, quote, My government would not have a referendum on capital punishment. If you elect somebody, you should give responsibility to him. End quote. Pauline Mayland, who lost her husband, a policeman, when he was killed in the line of duty, would give a counterpoint on the matter on May 3, 1976, stating, quote, I would like you to know that the views of myself and my husband's family on capital punishment remain unchanged. We are totally against it, and it is too easy a way for all of us. Society condemns murder, but is willing to accept the murder of this man in the name of justice. End quote. Eric Nielsen, a progressive conservative MP from the Yukon, would save the death penalty, quote, There is not one normal human being on the face of the earth who does not fear death. No one is going to attempt to cross the tracks at a subway station if he sees a train coming. No one is going to open the door of an aircraft flying at 30,000 feet if he believes that by doing so, he is bound to fall out. It seems to me there is a large number of murders committed by persons who are normal, but for the commission of the crime of murder of their part. To them, I say the death penalty is a deterrent. The debate would last two months. On July 14, 1976, by a free vote of 130 to 124 on Bill C-34, capital punishment was abolished in Canada. The free vote was criticized by some members of Parliament. Robert Stanbury, a Liberal MP, would say, quote, I would have much preferred that the government had not only put forward a bill in the terms which met its convictions, but that it stood by that bill and was prepared to stand or fall as a government on a way in which the House dealt with it. I feel that a free vote is in many ways an abdication of responsibility on the part of the government. End quote. Conservative MPs would state that the Liberal backbenchers voted for the bill even though they may have opposed it, out of worry it would keep them from a cabinet post. John Diefenbaker would say, quote, Anyone who tells me it was a free vote lives in a dreamland. End quote. In the end, 98 of 135 Liberals voted for the bill. Of the 94 Progressive Conservatives, 16 voted for it and 76 voted against it. All 16 new Democratic MPs voted for the bill, and 10 of 11 Social Credit members voted for it. At the time, roughly 75% of Canadians favoured retaining capital punishment, even though there had not been an execution since 1962. At the time of the vote, 11 men were on death row. Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau would state that the MPs who voted against the bill would have to share the responsibility if it was defeated, and the 11 men who were eventually put to death. Alan Lawrence, progressive conservative MP, would state, quote, The country as a whole will rue the day this has happened, end quote. Oddly, despite his past support of the abolishment of the death penalty, former Prime Minister John Diefenbaker voted against the bill. He would say that he hoped, quote, the result will not encourage those who wish to assassinate themselves into history, end quote. Diefenbaker would add that he opposed the bill because it did not retain hanging for crimes of treason or against the Queen. Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau would state, quote, I'm happy, but I've got more work to do, end quote. 
For three men, that vote could not have come soon enough. They were scheduled to be hanged on July 17th, which would now not happen. The bill would receive royal assent on July 16th and came into force on July 26th. Canada has joined the small but growing number of nations that have abolished the death penalty for all civilian crimes. The House of Commons today gave third and final reading to a government bill abolishing capital punishment for the killers of policemen and prison guards. Speedy passage through the Senate is expected. The vote was a close one, 131 in favor of abolition and 124 against. Liberals and conservatives voted on both sides of the issue, but the New Democrats were solidly in favor of abolition. Earlier, the Commons defeated an amendment that would have postponed a final decision on the death penalty for three months. After the vote, members of the cabinet expressed satisfaction that the hanging question has finally been settled. But several members who were in favor of the death penalty predicted it will be an issue in the next federal election. For the story, we go to Ottawa and our parliamentary bureau chief, Terry Hargreaves. Solicitor General Warren Allman said afterwards that he was very worried before the vote as to how it would go. The government said it was a free vote and 37 liberals voted against abolition and 16 conservatives voted for it both groups going against the general trend in their parties. Mr. Allman seemed relieved when it was all over. Well, I'm pleased, but uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, it's not something to celebrate. It's because uh, there's a lot of work to be done in preventing crime. Uh, I've never said that, uh, you know, this was my, my principal or only goal as Solicitor General. The principal goal is to prevent and reduce crime, and that's still got to be done. The conservative opposition member who spearheaded the fight to retain capital punishment says it will be an election issue in 1978. John Reynolds charged once more that the free vote wasn't a true free vote. No, it wasn't a free vote. You've got cabinet ministers that in the past have been retentionists, and now they're bound by cabinet uh, rule to vote with the government, and they voted abolition. So it wasn't a free vote, and when it's that close, and when you're looking at less than 50% of the members of the House of Commons, we only had 131 for pass a law that 80% of the people are against, I think you're asking for trouble in the, from the people of this country. They'll have no respect at all for the political system. NDP leader Ed Broadbent sees it differently. Since the leaders of the Liberals, Conservatives, and New Democrats are all abolitionists, he doesn't think that it will be a national political issue. I do not see it becoming a political issue in the foreseeable future because no party, in my view, is going to take a position that wants to change the law now and bring back capital punishment. A lot of members do. A lot of members do, but uh, the point I'm making is an election campaign, we run on national platforms. And since the leadership of all the parties uh, is opposed to it, I do not see it as becoming a national political issue. 255 MPs were in the Commons for the vote. Afterwards, they adjourned Parliament until October. The Senate will continue to sit to pass some legislation, like the abolition of capital punishment bill. Terry Hargreaves, CBC News, Ottawa. In Halifax, the president of the Nova Scotia Police Association says he is disappointed with the vote. Joe Ross predicts a lot of prison guards will resign. And the chief of the Halifax police force, Ollie Robinson, predicts more policemen and prison guards will be murdered now that the death penalty has been abolished. The last person to be sentenced to death in Canada was Mario Garthier, who was sentenced on May 14, 1976, after he was convicted of killing a prison guard in Quebec. When Bill C-34 passed, he was repeated of his capital punishment sentence. But this would not be the end of the capital punishment debate in Canada. Conservative MP Bill Dom would become one of the leading advocates in Canada for restoring the death penalty. Dom had been elected in 1979, and through the 1980s, he raised it as an important issue. He would save the matter, quote, 
it seems like a reasonable form of justice to be applied for the crime committed. It is a penalty befitting the act. Society seems ready to accept that. So as an elected representative, it behooves me to cause the legislation to bring it about. End quote. Prime Minister Brian Mulroney would promise a free vote on capital punishment during the 1984 election, but he would speak out against the idea of reinstating the death penalty several times. Dom would introduce a bill to bring it back in 1987. From April 1987 to June 1987, nearly 90 MPs addressed the debate over the course of 40 combined hours. On June 30, 1987, at 1am, the bill to restore the death penalty in Canada was defeated in the House of Commons by a vote of 148 to 127. The debate drew hundreds to the House of Commons galleries, who broke out in applause when the result was announced. Even though the bill was introduced by the Progressive Conservatives, it was opposed within the party by several prominent individuals including the Minister of External Affairs, Joe Clark, and Prime Minister, Brian Mulroney. Several prominent MPs favoured the death penalty, including Deputy Prime Minister Don Mazinkowski, Finance Minister Michael Wilson, and Health Minister Jake Epp. Mulroney would say, quote, I believe capital punishment is repugnant, and I believe it is profoundly unacceptable. It is wrong to take life, and I can think of no circumstances excepting self-defence to justify it. End quote. NDP MP Nelson Rees would save the division over the bill, quote, if Bill Dom is the strongest person to lead your cause, well, your strength is somewhat diminished. When you've got the Pope and the Prime Minister on your side, you've got a pretty strong case. End quote. Rees, who did not support the death penalty, would echo what had been said about the free vote in 1976, stating, quote, If you're a backbencher considering your political future, with whom do you throw your lot, the Prime Minister or Bill Dom? End quote. Progressive Conservative MP Albert Cooper would state his support of the death penalty, saying, quote, there is a sense out there that the criminal has more rights than the victim, that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. There is a growing feeling of fear. End quote. Former Prime Minister John Turner and current leader of the opposition would state in his speech that television violence led to insecurity in society, which caused the boost in the polls for bringing back the death penalty. He would state, quote, We forget they are actors, that actors don't die. End quote. In the vote, 79 progressive conservatives all 30 NDP and 39 Liberals opposed the motion. It was supported by 125 Progressive Conservatives, one Independent and one Liberal. One person who showed up for the vote was Progressive Conservative MP Barry Moore. He had been in a serious car accident a week earlier, but he showed up in the House of Commons with broken ribs to vote against the death penalty, and he earned a standing ovation for showing up to vote. Prime Minister Mulroney would state of the matter, quote, it's an excellent day for Canada. It's an excellent day for parliamentary democracy. I'm personally pleased, but most of all, I'm pleased by the system. End quote. Dom, of course, was disappointed in the defeat of the bill. He would state, quote, I won't be as disappointed as the 70% of Canadians who favour capital punishment. End quote. In actuality, polls found 61% of Canadians supported the death penalty, the lowest level since it was abolished in 1976. Dom would lay some of the blame on his own party leader, Mulroney, stating that some MPs were, quote, persuaded by the Prime Minister's speech, end quote. Yeas, pour, 127. Nays, contre, 148. It was the unexpected size of the vote against restoring the death penalty that brought the cheers of joy from abolitionist MPs. 
Minutes earlier, a majority of Tory MPs, mostly from Ontario and the West, rose to cast their votes for the death penalty. But of 57 Conservative MPs from Quebec, 48 rose against the motion. Madame Bourgault. Madame Bourgault. Monsieur Chartrain. Monsieur Chartrain. Monsieur Bernier. Monsieur Bernier. That, plus the fact that all but one of the Liberals and every New Democrat voted against, helped to turn the tide. What made the vote much less close than expected was the 15 or so Tory MPs who were undecided until the last minute who finally voted against capital punishment. Forestry Minister Gerald Merrithew was one of them. If I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of, uh, of mercy and against vengeance. Prime Minister Mulroney was as happy as other abolitionists about the result. Yeah, it's an excellent day for Canada and it's an excellent day for parliamentary democracy. Obviously, the members of the House of Commons uh, did a lot of reflection in the last few months and came to a very salutary conclusion. I think that showed... Uh, NDP member Svent Robinson said two factors in the vote were critical. A decline in pressure on MPs from supporters of capital punishment and organization. The, uh, the, uh, those of us who uh, were uh, opposed to the reinstatement of the capital punishment, in my view, uh, were, were far better organized. For Tory MP Bill Dom, who's fought long and hard for capital punishment, the vote was a bitter disappointment. But he says he won't give up the struggle. That if 70% of my constituents want me to do something for them, I don't intend to ever give up representing 70% of my constituents. Dom now says he will consider trying to keep capital punishment on the parliamentary agenda through a private member's bill. But just about every other MP agrees there is no longer any chance of a return to the death penalty during this parliament and possibly not for decades in the future. David Halton, CBC News, Ottawa. The death penalty continued to be enforced in the Canadian Armed Forces for the traitorous acts such as desertion, cowardice, unlawful surrender, and spying for the enemy, but this would be ended by Bill C-25 on September 1st, 1999. Over the course of its existence from 1967 to 1976, 1,481 people were sentenced to death in Canada. Of those, 710 were executed, 697 of which were men. It is unlikely the death penalty will ever return to Canada. In 2012, a Toronto Sun poll found that while 66% of Canadians favoured the death penalty, only 41% would actually support its reintroduction into Canada. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at when the death penalty ended in Canada. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobbs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rois, Luke S., 
J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Maclean's Correction Services Canada, Wikipedia, CBC, Edmonton Journal, Ottawa Citizen, Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Montreal Gazette, Windsor Star, Alberni Valley Times, Nanaimo Times, North Bay Nugget, Fort McMurray Today, and the Kingston Whig Standard. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.